Make the most of your Walt Disney World vacation. Top 6 Imagineering Insights at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Hi, I'm Herb Leibacher, and welcome to episode number 126 of the World of Walt podcast. Make the most of your Walt Disney World vacation for the week of September 24th, 2017. This is the podcast for Walt Disney World fans. Whether you're planning your next trip or just enjoy reliving a little bit of Disney magic. When Disney opened Animal Kingdom way back in 1998, it was a different kind of park. One that was meant to be explored and discovered. One where you could linger and wander and appreciate nature. Creating experiences like that that you get in Animal Kingdom take a lot of planning and a lot of Imagineering. Today we're going to take a look at the top six Imagineering insights at Disney's Animal Kingdom. To help me explore this topic, I would like to welcome a former Disney Imagineer and a guy who likes to have a wild time, <laughs> Brian Collins. Brian, welcome back. Uh, woo! <laughs> <laughs> As always, it's great to be here and talk to you about today, Animal Kingdom, Herb. Animal from, Kingdom. From Imagineers. I, I never, as an Imagineer, I never worked uh, on this park, but there's certainly a lot of really cool stuff I, I know about that went into it, and um, I'm, I'm going to look forward to sharing some of that with you and, and your audience. I'm looking forward to the conversation, and it's, it's sort of appropriate, I think, that we are in the Pandora land of Avatar in the Satouli Canteen um, in the midst of some of the, the latest Imagineering efforts yeah. here. So, yeah, some pretty impressive stuff out here for sure. It, it is. Okay, before we get into the topic for today, warm-up question. Favorite thing about the Japanese pavilion at Epcot? Boy, um, that's one of my favorite pavilions all the way around. Um, I don't think I can say the sake bar. That probably wouldn't be a very Disney-like thing to say, <laughs> but, but I do like the sake bar. It's a hidden gem. Um, one of the things, you know, I, when I do my strolls around the World Showcase, one of the things I always like to point out to guests um, is I take them over um, by the uh, uh, lake and I show them the Tory Gate that's in the lake out there. Yeah. And to me, one of the coolest little touches, imaginary touches um, of that Tory Gate is if you look down at the baseline, you see all these barnacles and you see the water line where the water, it's low tide, obviously. So, so you can see the water line on the Tory Gate and how over time it's just been aged with, with the water beating against it. And I love showing that to people because, you know, Epcot, there's no high tide and low tide. There's, you know, so there, there's no, it's not salt water, so they're not real barnacles. I mean, all of that is just the magic of, of theming of, you know, WDI, you know, coming out there and painting it and designing it to kind of tell that story and look like this ancient Tory gate that's been sitting out there and now it's low tide you can see the barnacles and it's to me just just a very nice little touch yeah. um, and, and some of the thought you know that went into that was to me just just you know very nice so I agree it's those little touches that really add all the layers of interest to the, all the things that we see here and it may not be something that you really pick up and no. and say hey there shouldn't be barnacles there, right? But it all adds to the experience. It all contributes right, to right. to making for a unique place to visit, right? It, I also like the Japanese pavilion. I think there are a lot of fun things to see there, from the drummers to the the koi fish, the little quiet park in the back. Yeah. Um, but I, I think it's fascinating to walk through the Mitsukoshi Department Store, yep. which is a very large store. Yeah. Um, I think it's always kind of fun and ironic that there's a lot of Hello Kitty stuff there. Right. Um, which is not a Disney property, at least not yet that I know of. Um, 
but all kinds of things from Japanese culture, food right. and snacks and toys and um, just so many things to explore from, right. from uh, the other side of the, the planet yeah. uh, and, and a lot of fun to check out. Yeah. Mitsukoshi is the largest department store in Tokyo, mm. um, so they actually licensed um, over here and opened up the branch and it's run by, if I'm not mistaken, actually run by Mitsukoshi of Japan. And all the merchandise in there is going to be very representative of, like you find, as you said, Hello Kitty is a very big cultural phenomenon over there. Yeah. As is anime, so you see a lot of anime stuff in there. Um, really a cool, fun store to walk through. Yeah, it is. I'm not sure if the exhibit is still there, but there was one about the culture of cute, yeah. uh, which is very Japanese. Yeah. Uh, they Japanese changed thing. that exhibit out. If, if you don't know what, um, what Herb's talking about, um, as you're going past the sushi bar, <laughs> exiting out Mitsukoshi by the back, or if you're going in, there's those two huge statues of the samurai on horseback. Um, and if you look off to the left, there's a little uh, door that you can go into um, that opens up into a exhibit area, and they change that out every several months or so. Um, so, yeah, if, if you've missed that, keep an eye out for it and check it out. Always, always interesting exhibits in there. I saw one one time on traditional clothing of Japan, for example. Yeah. I mean, beautiful kimonos and stuff. It's, it's very neat. Yeah, fun stuff to see. Okay, so top six Imagineering insights at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Um, we'll hand it over to you, Brian. So, uh, I'm going to start with the Tree of Life. And one thing that I always thought was just really cool about the Tree of Life is the structure of which that tree is built on. Um, I mean, it's no secret, obviously, that the exterior is, is concrete, you know, that's hand-carved and painted to look like the wood of the Tree of Life. But that is actually built upon the structure of an oil platform, or at least part of an oil platform. And if you're ever uh, fortunate enough or have the opportunity uh, to work for Disney and you find yourself inside the Tree of Life, um, it certainly does look like an oil platform, and they did that for a couple reasons. One is that uh, they knew that if they ever had to like maintain it, that they'd be able to get parts for it readily. Um, you can, you know, if you ever need like a, you know, a, a nut that's uh, six inches across or twelve <laughs> inches across, yeah, um, you don't really go down to Home Depot to get those, but but they are readily available on the industrial side. Um, so they they knew they'd be able to get parts and maintain it. And it just um, was the right size and shape. Um, and they knew that they could actually, you can actually go up to, walk up to a second level platform uh, that's kind of inside the Tree of Life. And they have like a lot of rigging in there uh, for lighting and, and sound and audio and things of that nature um, and maintenance and things, things like that. So uh, just a very cool little thing that not, a lot of people probably wouldn't even have a clue about. Yeah, I always found fascinating. That, that is a fascinating story, and I've got to imagine that engineering a structure that huge is a pretty big and expensive undertaking, yeah. but Disney was able to leverage all of that work that was done already yeah. um, to make sure that this, this humongous tree was going to stand up to hurricanes and yeah. uh, be structurally sound. Yeah. It's not the sort of thing you go and buy off the shelf at Home Depot, just like no. you said. <laughs> yeah, no. Okay, good. That was number one. What's uh, what's next? 
So um, number two is I want to talk about again the the, uh, the theming that goes into some of these attractions and some of the details. And this detail you can find in uh, over by Expedition Everest in the area uh, that's kind of themed out like Nepal. And one of the thing that you're going to see in one of the marketplaces are these strings of cheese that are kind of hanging from the marketplace and, and by a bar over there. Um, that's actually reproductions of yak cheese. It's not real cheese, but um, over in that part of the world, yak cheese is a very common snack. A lot of people, uh, it's, uh, people will suck on it, kind of almost like candy, and it you know, helps draw saliva and all that when you're out and hiking and helps hydrate you. And, you know, the, the guys who designed that stuff went so far to, to understand that yak cheese, as it ages, it goes from white when it's very fresh and new, and then over time it ages and it starts to turn different shades of yellow until it gets to be a very dark yellow. <laughs> and, um, you know, again, just kind of sticking with the theming, you know, just about everything is done for a purpose at Disney. Even the placement of the, of the cheese in the... Um, environment out there is done for a reason so you'll find like the the white cheese is kind of near the front of the store where um, you know the everyday hikers who can't afford a whole lot maybe you know would buy the cheaper cheese um, but then the more expensive dark yellow cheese is going to be hanging back in the bar because in the bar that's where the people with the money go right so they can afford that dark nice dark yellow aged cheese and, and get it from there um, so the yak cheese was one of my favorite little details. You know, I, I'm going to have to go and do, uh, go on a cheese hunt, I think, because <laughs> I have never seen this. And, you know, looking at it, you wouldn't necessarily know that backstory um, yeah. about the aging and about the, the source of that cheese. That's, that's really interesting. Yeah. yeah. Okay, good. Yak cheese. I, yak I'm going cheese. on a, a yak cheese expedition. <laughs> <laughs> Number three. Uh, number three, so there is a photo op for um, in, in the Magic Kingdom, and it's, I do, it's before you actually get into the Nepal area, into the Expedition Everest area, but it kind of looks across the lake with um, Expedition Everest in the background. And it's marked, you know, one of these places where stand here and take a picture, a, a scenic photo spot. Yeah. But the thing that's kind of fun about it is that the little sign indicating it as a photo spot is actually shaped as the same outline as Expedition Everest in the background. So, you know, the little picture you're getting in the foreground, if you uh, look closely at, at that signage, you'll see it mimics the background of Expedition Everest. So again, you know, little details, everything's done for a reason. You know, it's not just a square stand here and take your picture sign. Yeah, so I, I know exactly the spot that you're you're talking about, um, and I've seen the sign that you're talking about it, and it really does frame for a very nice photo. So yeah. um, I think that would be as you are approaching Expedition Everest from the Africa side right. of the park. So it's a, a fun spot to check out. Yeah. If I remember, I think it's right across from where the monkeys are. There's an exhibit yeah. where the monkeys are. Exactly right. It's one which, of my favorites. Uh, which are blasts to watch. Yeah. They're so much fun. Yeah. yeah. Okay, the good. Number three. These are good ones. Uh, <laughs> number four. Uh, number four. So number four um, is the dragon on the Animal Kingdom logo. Mm. So if you look close at the logo for the Animal Kingdom, you see a dragon in there. And... You know, a lot of people wonder, you know, why is, 
why is there a dragon? Or maybe you don't wonder because maybe a lot of people don't, never even noticed it before. Yeah. But but there's a dragon in the logo, and that's actually a reference to when the park was actually first being conceptualized and designed. There was going to be a entire land that was dedicated to fantasy and dragons and all of that. And for whatever reason, budgetary or whatever, uh, that just never came to be. The, the dragons never showed up in the animal kingdom, but the dragons stayed not only in the logo, but you can actually see references to the same dragon throughout the park. So for example, when you first come through the ticket area, um, if you look up above the, the ticket kiosks, um, they've got three-dimensional heads. One of them, I think, is a rhinoceros. I think one of them's an elephant. And the third one is a dragon. Um, you know, nowadays with Avatar here, it, it maybe makes a little bit more sense because it kind of references back to that fantasy. But, you know, for the longest time, there weren't any dragons or any kind of fantasy uh, within Animal Kingdom. So I always thought that was kind of cool that they never went back and redid it. They just kind of kept it, and uh, that's the story. Yeah, that's that's neat. You can see it on uh, the back of benches as well. You can see yep. the, the outline of a dragon. Um, and you're right, I, I wonder if some Imagineers had just held out hope that eventually they'd get back to fantasy, and I think with Pandora they did. So um, that's a, an interesting sort of bit of Disney history. Okay, I think that was number four. four, so we're on five. So number five. Number five, uh, this one really stinks, but <laughs> it's a long time. Um, so you go into It's a Bug's Life, right? one of the uh, uh, showcase uh, films here at, at Animal Kingdom. And at one point, the stink bug comes out, and he does his deal and stinks up the whole theater. And um, I always thought it was really fun. Uh, when you go backstage, you can actually see huge uh, barrels that are filled with uh, pellets um, that are scented. It's a special scent that's made just for Disney of stink bug scent. And um, that's what they use. They pump that out into the audience. And, um, you know, a little bit different than the scented pellets i guess they use on main street usa to put the nice smell of you know fresh baked cookies and yes. cakes out there thankfully this is, this is disney's own proprietary stink bug mix and and i always thought that was just kind of fun that that is fun i wonder where you go to buy stink bug smell i mean that some, some somebody's got a very interesting job if they come right. up with things like that right right yeah. Imagine being on the phone on the other end, getting that call from Disney, you know, that one day saying, yeah, we need a uh, stink bug smell. What you got? <laughs> well, we don't have any of that in inventory today, but uh, let's see what we can do. <laughs> when Disney calls, you find a way to <laughs> you, make you it. You figure it out, yep. <laughs> Maybe those are the same people who uh, take care of the, the journey into imagination skunk smell. Right. They might yep. have gotten a two-for-one on that one. Right. <laughs> okay, good, number five. So I think we're on our last one, number six. So, for number six, I think I'm going to throw out a couple of just miscellaneous um, things out there that you can find in Animal Kingdom regarding to, like, theming and story. And this is going to be, again, probably most, most of these I'm thinking of are back in the Everest area. Um, so, when you're back that way, you can kind of look for these. But, um, you know, talking about the bar, uh, that so-called bar, where, where the cheese is hanging. 
So the storyline, the backstory behind that bar is that the family that lives there actually lives upstairs from the bar. And they're a farming family. And you know that because if you look around the bar, you see their farm implements. Mm-hmm. On the walls, you see the yokes from the oxen. Um, and when they're not farming, they actually do some of the cooking for the restaurant downstairs. And how do you know that? Well, you know that because there is a solar stove that you can see um, back there behind the bar. And solar stoves are very, very common in uh, that part of the world. Um, and uh, um, that, that, that's the story but, but behind the, uh, the bar. Um, there's also, if you look around... Um, there's a snack bar. Uh, there's something called a nimbu mirchi. Nimbu mirchi. These are like uh, peppers that are attached to a piece of coal. And in that part of the world, these are used to ward off bad spirits. Hmm. So look around, and you can see the nimbu mirchi. Um, and uh, if you Google it, you can find some really interesting information about it. The one that uh, WDI put out there is oversized to make it a little bit more noticeable, so it's it's bigger than what the actual ones would be. Um, but y'all y'all certainly get the idea. Um, again, just kind of look around in, in uh, the bar, all the bar props, you know, the dishes, the pans, and all that stuff on the shelf. Those are actually all from Nepal. And um, look at you know even the details like the rudimentary wiring that you know mm. to be found. Again, in that part of the world, you don't necessarily have Disney electricians out there to help you hang your lights. Right. So look at the wiring and all that. Again, it's, you know, done for show. Um, believe me, they're not breaking any code or anything with that. But It sure looks um, like they are. But, they're but it sure there, looks yeah. like they are. Yep. Um, what else out there? Um, over the, the door inside the snack bar, um, you can, and, and actually you can look around uh, all throughout that area and a lot of the shops and stores and stuff, you're going to see a lot of uh, the same things that kind of tell the story of where you are. So you'll see the first dollar earned or you'll see a photo of the Maharaja or you'll see um, the business license. And those are in every shop out there, even in the Everest Q shops. And one of the fun things about it is that if you look closely at them, they're all site-specific. So the business license is going to be site-specific to wherever it happens to be. Yeah. So those crazy show writers, you know, <laughs> um, had a good time with that. And, you know, just look around at, like, the, the stickers. A lot of the stickers that you see, like, on the luggage or on the walls and stuff, a lot of those have got just funny little gags and nods in them. So so yeah. have fun with that. So. so. Yeah, great. I, I think that... Uh, Asia section of Disney's Animal Kingdom has got some of the the greatest details um, yeah. around Disney's Animal Kingdom. Everywhere you look, there's there's some little piece of the story, uh, some little detail to check out and enjoy. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Great. So, uh, top six Imagineering insights at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Do you want to recap those for us, Brian? <laughs> yeah, I want to recap them. So I got I got to take them from you this week. Usually we alternate. Yeah, we, we, we um, mixed it up. Changed today. it up a little bit this week, huh? Okay, so number one, the Tree of Life sculpt, uh, structure, the oil rig in, in Tree of Life. Number two, the uh, Zach cheese, or Yak cheese, I'm sorry, Yak cheese in the African marketplace. Uh, number three, the Expedition Everest photo op. Number four, the dragon on the logo. Number five, the stink bug pellets. 
And number six, uh, all the miscellaneous theming and story to be found throughout that area. Great. So. Fun list. Always fun to to see Disney through the eyes of a former Imagineer, so I appreciate yeah. your sharing that. Yeah, it's always a lot, a lot of fun to be out here and talk to you about it. So if people are interested in what you're up to, what's the best way for them to find out? So people want to find me. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> um, and the best thing they could do is check out my website, which is wdwithme.com. Um, you can also follow me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at wdwithmebrian. Um, and you can just email me, brian at wdwithme.com. I, I love getting emails. Um, check out my website. You can learn how to book a uh, stroll through the Magic Kingdom or Epcot with me where I can you know, take you all through and talk about the parks from a former Imagineer's point of view there, um, point out all the kind of details and story and all that. And um, that, 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 that would be it. I'm really easy to find and get a hold of, wdwithme.com. So there you have it. Today we head out to some of the music that you might hear around the Tree of Life at Disney's Animal Kingdom, and yes, we've made it through the list of the top six Imagineering sites at Disney's Animal Kingdom. However, our conversation doesn't need to be over. I'd like to hear what you think. If you have an idea, you can add it to our list by visiting the show notes page at worldofwalt.com slash 126, a page that will work well with your smartphone, tablet, and desktop. Leave your comment in the comment section and check it out. check out what other people think as well. I'd like to thank everyone who's been in touch with me and invite you to follow me on social media, facebook.com slash worldofwalt and pinterest.com slash worldofwalt. If you like today's podcast, I would appreciate it if you would spread the word. Tell your family and your friends about it. To wrap up for today, I would like to give you a heartfelt thank you for spending some of your time with me. I'd also like to thank everyone who visits the worldofwalt.com site where you can read interesting Disney articles and chat with other folks in the comments sections. By listening here and by visiting the site, you allow me to share the fun of Disney with you. And that is pretty cool. Thanks for being a part of it. So until next time, my friend, may God bless you. So there's a great big beautiful tomorrow Shining at the end of every day There's a great big beautiful tomorrow Just a dream away